welcome to Tea and Toys. Uh, it's me, Jake. Today we've got a special episode for you. We have Peppuccino, uh, the creator of Reggie himself here. Say hello, Pepper. Hello, hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm Logan. Uh, I make a toy called Reggie. Uh, the internet calls me Pepper. It's all very confusing. The only time I realized your name was actually Logan, I think I saw one YouTube videos a few years ago. And Tony called you Logan, and it threw me. I was like, I thought his name was Pepper. What? It freaked you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pepper, Pepper is uh, is my internet name. Um, yeah, in the in the early days of doing YouTube stuff, I was terrified of like weird parasocial dynamics and like <laughs> someone sending the SWAT team to my house over something. So. I, uh, that was camouflage, but I like it. Peppers, it's nice. I like when people call me Pepper. It reminds me that I, like, used to make cool things that people really liked when they call me Pepper. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was the thing I did. How long's it been since your last YouTube video? It's been a few years, I guess. Yeah, a couple of years. Oh, that's gone so fast. I used mm-hmm. to really enjoy them. I enjoy the podcast as well. Um, so tell us about yourself. Like, introduce yourself. What, where are you from? What you do? Yeah, um, I, uh, I'm a toy guy. I do toy guy things. Um, I do a weekly podcast, um, called Good Morning Toy World. It's funny. I'm, I'm now on someone else's podcast talking about podcasts and I'm remembering all the things that I should do on my own cast that I don't do. Like I said, um, like four times just then. Oh, I say mm, <laughs> a lot. Like and, uh, scene. I've noticed that's mine. <laughs> my catchphrase uh, so far yeah uh yeah i make a cast um about toys called good morning toy world you could check it out if you wanted to um but it's been going on for so long now that i don't even really know if it's about toys it's like a weird stream of consciousness like two friends being idiots sort of thing it's it is a very fun podcast i love it you and tony have such a good um connection uh i can't think of the right word You've got you've got good energy together. You can tell you two are generally friends. It works really well seeing that. Uh, well, yeah, there's kind of like a, a brotherly dynamic too, where we're like we're always trying to get each other's goat as well, which is no, um, it's kind cool. of entertaining. So, uh, yeah, and besides the the podcast stuff, um, I recently have become a legitimate toy maker i used to be an illegitimate toy maker when i was making like resin bootlegs and weird things years and years ago um but yeah i made a real a real toy a real boy i made i made reggie and you got a reggie and you talked about him on your show already so i'm feeling hashtag blessed right now uh we reggie was one of the first was on our first ever episode and He's amazing. I'm, I've got him here with me right now. I love the sculpt. I love everything about it. I love the little tummy. I love the interchangeable f- masks. I love, yeah, there's just so many little details in here. What just brings yeah, the Yeah, the to little life. tummy was definitely like by design. Because um, up here in the great Northwest, up here in Canada, um, doing Halloween-y type stuff. There's like, I don't know, all the stores back in the day would sell like these terrible thin cloth, um, like maybe screen printed, like jumpsuits for costumes and for characters. So like, yeah. you know, you get your Star Wars themed ones or whatever, or like, you know, your little skeleton ribcage ones, but they were 
they just never fit. They never fit quite right. Yeah. So like the tummy is very much by design where you would like cram yourself into this thing that barely fit and it's cold, cold as fuck. So you would, Oh, do we swear on this podcast? Is that acceptable? You can say, yeah, you can do. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's cold. So <laughs> we're, uh, we're always wearing those jumpsuits over top of like a hoodie. And so that's kind of what Reggie is, is crammed into a tiny little jumpsuit with his, his belly poking out. I know he's awesome. I'm a big fan. So let's get into our questions. I want to just ask a few bits, see where you go in with like your Reggie project, see if anything's going to happen and stuff like that. And also just get to know you better, especially for people on our podcast who've not heard of you. So we've done a quick introduction. Um, first thing first, our podcast is called Tea and Toys. What's your favorite beverage? Hot beverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big coffee guy. Um, I'm not opposed to tea. I'm I'm not a hater. Um, but I find I gravitate towards coffee, and I live a very a very coffee influenced lifestyle. Like get up, get ready for work, drink a bunch of coffee, go to work, drink some more coffee. Um, but since this is a tea oh, yeah, podcast, a tea I don't know. I like green teas a lot. I like. I like weird matcha drinks too, where it's like, let's try, let's try to make green tea into a powder and then throw that powder and everything. So I'm into it. Yeah, that's kind of that's my go-to. Is like a matcha tea latte, any flavor, uh, soy milk or oat milk, green matcha. That's my go-to. Emma's more into like a herbal tea, so she'll get her leaves and stuff, and they all taste good. I just like. Teas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, coffee's cool. I stopped drinking coffee a bit ago. But did uh, did coffee turn its back on you cool in a mean way? No, it's just I don't know. I kind of was like, oh, I need to step back from coffee because I was drinking a yeah. lot, and then I just didn't go back to it. And then when I tried to go back, I did try to go back to it, but then it just made my tummy feel a bit funny one of one of my best friends was like i i think i have to quit coffee and i'm like no you love coffees like i know but i also don't love like feeling like i have to shit my pants all the time and so it just like messes them up so it's a sad thing some people just can't handle too much of that brown gold all right but it just looks cool like you see i'm i'm easily influenced (laughs) by like stuff i see on tv so and obviously you watch a lot of like Japanese like anime and shows like that, and they've always got like a nice mm. coffee, <laughs> like a ca- and I'm just like I want a fucking nice <laughs> coffee. I deserve a nice Hell coffee, yeah. um, but my tummy can't handle it, so I have to stick with teas, which is very sad. But we'll get through it. <laughs> you'll sol- you'll soldier we'll on. I sold through. If I ever actually make it to Japan, I'm gonna drink a uh, coffee from. Oh man, I want to go. I want to go back to Japan so fucking bad. You only been that one time when when you did the mm, YouTube. Yeah, stuff. I've just been the once. Oh no, it looked cool, man. You saw a lot of cool people. You saw. Uh, you saw. I was going to say Morrissey, but you saw Morrison. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw Maury. Uh, I did not see Morrissey. He was not present, but no, I, I honestly I wouldn't have well. like if we passed each other, me and Morrissey, like in a train station or something. I wouldn't have even <laughs> noticed him. I've probably been like, man, that 
an older gentleman has nice hair <laughs> be like yeah he's very tall to be here <laughs> but saying that i think you're quite tall from what i've seen yeah there's <clears throat> there's some debate on how tall i am because i've always thought i was six foot one but i think i'm taller than that or at least i keep being told i'm taller than that but i think they're just trying to gaslight me i don't think it's true yeah i'm going i'm doing the same thing but the opposite way as you've been th- i'm like i'm five <laughs> nine no you're not you're five six. Oh, uh, okay yeah Guess I'm five, yeah, there needs to be some sort of like a People adjudicating um, official body that like decides and determines officially what your height is because you just go to like get your driver's license and you just say whatever you want, right? They're not measuring you. Yeah. No, I think reality is, and the older I've got, the more I'm willing to accept it. I'm probably five seven. Five seven. Does that put you like, into short king my, territory? My... Or you're not quite there. You're average king uh... territory. In, in my age, in my age in England, I'm kind mm. of average. There are people a lot taller than me, but I've seen a few people a bit shorter. So my height's never been one of those things. Like, I know a lot of people like, oh, I'm, I'm not that short. Not really my cup of tea. Yeah, it seems like a weird thing to get hung up on. It's like something that's like, you just you can't change it. So what's the point in being upset about it? Yeah. Height don't mean. Although there's like there's crazy um, procedures where they like shatter your leg bones and stretch you out, so. Oh yeah, I've seen. So I saw a show where they did that, and it was one of the most horrific things I've ever like. Yeah, witnessed. no, having to learn how to walk again. No thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just that's it, isn't it? It's the recovery after mm-hmm. as well. Like, no. So. What was your introduction to the toy art scene? Uh, my first introduction was, um, have you heard of Retro Band? It sounds familiar, but I couldn't say. He's an American maker. Um, he's done a bunch of Sofubi stuff now, but back when I was first introduced to Retro Band's work, it was like a single resin art toy piece that was... I don't know if reactions existed yet or reactions were just starting to happen. So like the concept of a resin toy, that mm. was that sort of like five points of articulation, aping almost like a Star Wars figure or, you know, something equivocal. Yeah. Um, that was kind of a fresh and unique and interesting concept. And he did uh, resin toys for a, uh, I think it was an adult swim show called uh, King Star King. Oh, that sounds cool. And so King Starking. Oh, you've seen, seen it? Okay, that cool. Show, yeah. Um, yeah, big adult. Yeah, so he guy. did Hank Waffles and he made a retro carded resin Hank Waffles and it like it blew my mind. I was like, oh my goodness, like this is mm-hmm. this is art. This toy this isn't just a toy, this is art. I, and then uh, you know, my hubris, my vanity, I was like, oh, I could do this. And that like kind of set me on the path of like yeah. wanting to make resin toys. And yeah, and then that sort of passion for that kind of mutated and changed in a few different ways. And like resin toys was how I met my friend Tony, the co-host of the podcast that I was plugging earlier. Um, so he was like my my one and only customer. Like he saw it and he was like, "Yo, I I get what you're doing here." And I forget what I had on the table. Uh, some Power Ranger bootleg coins, like for the Power Morpher. A, a couple different bootleggy things. Yeah. I had a couple one-off toys that, like, you know, my brain was like, "This is art. I will charge." 
$500 for my one-off toy to like, you know, the entirely the wrong audience. Um, uh, <laughs> so I had the pizza warlock, which, um, was one that I like sculpted with Millie putt on top of another toy. And then I had the itchy band monster, which I also sculpted with Millie putt on top of an existing toy. Um, anyways, so like that resin stuff kind of, um, evolved into like the podcast and YouTube content. And then it's come back full circle with doing, uh, Sofubi. but yeah, uh, the retro band Hank waffles is my answer. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I quite liked, um, yeah, the five point stuff. I realized I seen like killer bootlegs and stuff like that. But it's phantom star color. I really enjoyed that scene. It's kind of not on silk Lord, obviously. Um, but it's kind of, I, I don't know if like something like Super Seven's kind of made it a bit too mainstream, her reaction line, because you, you don't see as many artists as used to doing that kind of style resin piece anymore. I don't. Think. Yeah, I think like there's a market for it, and there's really great people who are doing it. Um, and I think it's one of those things where, uh, I think like the more eyes on it, the better. So like like reaction and super seven making that sort of visual language of a retro style figure um like kind of injecting that into the sort of more mainstream i think generally is like a net positive for everybody um but yeah Yeah. it might it might also like i don't know i don't know what the downside is maybe the downside is is like because it's now more commonplace like those pieces that people work really hard on maybe feel slightly less special because they're less like shocking and exciting and like oh my god it's this thing that is emulating a thing that is emulating a thing i don't know for me i wonder if it's um also puts the artist off because it's like, oh, that idea's been done to death Mm. now yeah i'm sure that even to the point where this mainstream company is doing Wow, if I want to be unique, maybe I have to go down this avenue. Yeah, maybe it maybe it does I devalue. I'm not against the, it. I like maybe it does it. devalue the concept a little bit. Yeah. Like, um, there's a few eyes I've seen in UK. Uh, oh, is it Dollar Pizza? Can't think of the name of Tommy. He's a UK based, and he does a lot of like uh, rap. Oh, clubs, Dollar like Slice Bootlegs. Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's him. He does a lot of like a uh, rap meets urban street kind of style takes on it, and his stuff's really popular and it's really mm-hmm. cool. I love the card art. Uh, I think he also does the slime wizard. Might be a different artist I'm thinking of, but the slime wizard's quite popular. I've seen him a few conventions and that, but that's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> how would you describe your art style? Like, how would you describe? Yeah, your art style. Where do you think you stand in <laughs> with the concept? Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I don't really know. I was trying to think of a good answer for like how to describe my art style, and like for some reason I kept getting hung up on like back when I was a ki- when I was a kid. You get like the um, Thrasher magazine or like skateboard magazines, and you'd be reading these interviews with skateboarders, yeah. which is like really funny to think about because like. You know, an interview with a musician talking about their craft is, like, is interesting because of the art form that is music. But, like, a skateboarder talking about their skateboarding Mm. style in that sort of same terminology is, like, really fucking funny. So, I kind of spiraled with this question a little bit when I was doing my homework for this interview. No, no, I totally get what you mean, though. Like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm there with (laughs) Um, you. But I... 
I yeah, I was trying to, like, capture the sort of, like... Because the skaters would talk about their skate style in, yeah, the most ridiculous terms. So I wrote a little thing here. Oh, yeah, they're going to... Sorry? I, yeah, they'll go into, like, a detail, like, oh, yeah, I do this style, this style, and then I picked up this from this person, and this, well, I grew up, this was popular. So well, I, sometimes yeah. they would do that, and then other times they would just say, like, absolute bullshit, <laughs> and just the most, like, nonsense stuff, <laughs> like, you know, my style is, like, a werewolf, like, crashing a Camaro, or, like, whatever. Um, so, <laughs> so that's where my brain went, and uh, I wrote uh, a fast food burger mascot, with a baseball bat and he has to collect all the VHS tapes before the sun comes up on Halloween night. Um, and there's also an army of the <laughs> undead, um, that is led by the reincarnated corpse of Harry Belafonte. So <laughs> that's, that's my, my bullshit. <laughs> I love bullshit that. I love that. That, you know what? I'm looking at Reggie. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I um, so, what are your influences? I want inspired Harry Belafonte. You. Um, I guess, uh, yes. I guess, just my my like sort of uh, my sort of pantheon of makers, like the things that I like to collect and the people whose work I really appreciate. Um, I don't know how much they're an influence, other than that, like I uh, like I wanted to make toys that were Safabi. Um, but I think there's definitely yeah. some crossover with certain elements of Safi because like there's not really much of a, like a play feature or like you know um, Japanese soft vinyl. They're kind of just like objects, statuesque. You can move them a yeah. bit, but for the most part, they don't do a ton. And uh, I think probably one of the bigger influences is just like real head using sort of his same standard like adult body and then swapping out heads and arms and in my brain with reggie that translated mm -hmm. to being able to swap out the different masks on reggie um where yeah. i was like swappable head yes but what if it was just like part of the head and it was these masks and i so like that that dna is in there somewhere but i don't know if there's any like one artist where i like look at their work and i'm like ah oh, yes i wish i could be that person or you know no that's cool um yeah i i like i think that's perfect what you just said to be fair um reggie like looking at reggie and then seeing like your youtube videos and your podcast and that it's kind of what i've always liked it's uh, kind of like a diy vibe about it all it does it feels like it's kind of got an artist flair to it in the sense of you're, you're doing your own thing, you're not copying, you're not, you're taking inspiration, but it's it's mm -hmm. you. And that's why I've always appreciated about everything, every medium I've seen you do in the few years I've followed you. That's one thing I've always enjoyed from your work. It's kind, it, it feels pepper, it feels Logan. It doesn't feel like... Oh, what's popular on YouTube? What's popular toy? What's popular kind of podcast? Right. It's kind of you doing you, and that's why I've always appreciated. Well, that might be like the nicest thing anyone's ever said. So thank you. <laughs> uh, no problem, man. Um, <laughs> so I can see behind you your some of your Safubi mm -hmm. collection. Uh, some punk drunkers, real head, cord fiber. Oh, yeah. School, yeah, there's some cool pieces though. I'm a big fan of Cord Fiber, mm -hmm. love his stuff. I've just, I just entered the lottery, 
from today's drop. It's nice. Just, uh, Good luck. The yeah. Oh, fingers crossed. I got. I I looked out with the last one. I got the green skeleton oh, yeah. die. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, what do you collect? What's your main collecting need? Like art toy style. Like you've mentioned Safubi. Do you collect just Safubi, or do you collect more mainstream? Like not more mainstream, but more Western art toys like. Uh, kid robot or super plastic or anything in that sense like no i don't really do a ton of like the the sort of air quotes urban vinyl the sort of like 2000s explosion yeah. of art toys in north america like i can appreciate it and i can appreciate um like what it was what it is and where it's gotten us but i don't think it's like from an aesthetic standpoint it's just not something that like appeals to me enough to like make a purchase and and start start collecting um and i think we're also at an interesting point too where we're like seeing the sort of post nft art world now where i'm like some some of that stuff too where like there's like time to do an nft i'm like come on please no (laughs) just make toys that's what everyone wants from you and then you see the toy creators are like, this toy is also an NFT. Look, a physical NFT. I'm like, yeah. wasn't it anyway? <laughs> isn't it? Isn't the art toy meant to be a physical piece of art? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why, why is slapping an NFT on top of it? Like, look, I yeah, am. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what. I feel, I feel badly for anyone who got swept up in NFT stuff unless they really believe in NFTs and actually genuinely enjoy the art that they've got. Like, I think, like, if you're a true yeah. believer, like, have fun. But for all the people who kind of got conned into it, I just kind of feel bad. I'm like, sorry. It's like yeah, crypto totally. and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just a mad moment of, look, everyone, this can make you mm-hmm. money. And people are going, oh. I'll have some yeah. of that then. And now you're kind of sat with everyone being like, okay, NFTs. <laughs> now you're sat with them. So it's like, oh. But now it's cool. So anyways, um, I collect NFTs, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe, Sophie, yeah. who's your favorite artist? Like, do you have a specific artist you collect? Or do yeah, you... I think... Yeah, I think by default, I think Realhead um, Mori has to be my favorite just because just because he's his work is so like unique, but in a way it's so like iconic, like it feels so familiar, even though to like a new set of eyes, it's not. It's entirely his own thing. Um, And I think just like the sort of weird relationship that I've kind of um, fostered (laughs) over the years with Maury. Um, Like he's, he'll just always be one of my, one of my, kind of one of my idols, one of my heroes. He rocks. (laughs) Oh, he look, he's just one Mm -hmm. cool dude. Like I've never met him, but I think I've seen all the videos I've seen his art style as well. Like his uh, pieces, like, yeah, he's, he's just a true Mm -hmm. punk. From the look of things, I respect yeah, that. Yeah, he's great. Especially, yeah. No, he but is yeah, awesome. all, all those guys and on the K-Bug crew, speech. like all of the people that sort of are in his orbit and like Punk Drunkers and Skull Toys and Cord Viper and Gokudo, like all of those guys are just, they're the best. Just good people who make cool toys. No, that's cool. No, they do make very cool toys. I've got a few different pieces from a bit of 
Yeah, all of them. Um. So let's go into right. Reggie. What inspired Reggie? What was the thing that made you go? This is where I'm going with my Safubi. Uh, I I don't know if there's like a specific like watershed eureka moment, but um, I think just sort of this mounting like nostalgia, like just like yeah. he's 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 whimsical. He's he's like a touch point for like just classic Halloween aesthetics and like like the vacuum form mask and like just everything I was describing earlier about the jumpsuit. It, I think it's just that the inspiration is like. I miss being a kid and I miss trick or treating and I miss like a world where like everything still has that little bit of magic left in it. And like, you know, scary stories are scary. Candy is the best thing ever. And staying out all night with your friends and like shooting fireworks is. That sounds amazing. It's as a mom of kids. That's like, I miss it. Yeah. That you just got, you made me feel sad. (laughs) Cause I'm like, Oh shit! I want that back. <laughs> Candy and play. Yeah. Well, I, and I think like that sort of that sort of nostalgia is like why toy collectors are toy collectors, right? Like we're trying to we're trying to recapture like a hyper specific yeah. moment at a hyper specific age and time, and we're trying to relive that. And so like that's why things like modern toys, like uh, like Star yeah. Wars Black Series or like the classified line for GI Joe, like that's why those are exciting, is because you know if it hits all the right notes and you look at it, you're yeah. like, Oh my God, for a split second there, I was 10 and this is, this is great. And I'm happy that it's in my hand and I bought it and I'm opening with it, opening it and playing with it. And you know, for a split second, you can cosplay like a kid for a second. Yeah, that nostalgia just enjoy that feeling. Mine's uh, dragon ball Z. Cause as a kid, what... that's the one, that's the one. That's mine. Well, I, yeah. Cause I grew up watching dragon ball Z and being in England, like just as the internet's kicking off. You couldn't really find mm-hmm. any Dragon Ball Z stuff, so I was always like. So you had to work. You had to work hard for your Dragon Ball fix. Yeah, well, I. I it sounds quite sad. I used to draw pictures, and then cut them out, and they would be my toys. Because this ten-year-old kid, you oh, couldn't find yeah. it. Like the you pa- didn't have paper eBay, figures. Yeah. So I just made my own, and now it's like, I say, figure out to just pumping them out, and I'm kind of like, they look amazing. Like ten-year-old Jake would would love them yeah 10 year old jake's head would explode yeah it would be like this yeah. is it this is everything i've wanted yeah. sad thing is i don't actually buy them i always look at them i always put them in my basket but i, I stop myself from clicking buy because i'm like i wouldn't know what <laughs> i've got a them. feeling there's gonna be that there's gonna be a moment of weakness and you're like it is time <laughs> just uh-huh. gonna drop like 500 it, pounds. That's nearly happened a few times, especially <laughs> with the new movie coming out. They've like brought out, I said, for God's, brought out a new Gohan. And I'm like, hmm. I'm tempted. <laughs> I always look <laughs> at it and go, maybe today's the day. What about the uh, what about the more cheap and cheerful stuff that they do, like the, the stars line oh, the and stuff? I'm a bit of a snob. Oh, you want it fancy and expensive? Yeah, I'm not. Like, I. Like, I buy McFarlane stuff here and there, but that's only because for some reason he's got all the licenses. So if I want a Witcher toy, if I want a Warhammer toy or something like that, he's the only guy doing it. But Mm -hmm. with, like, Marvel or Dragon Ball Z or anything like that, I'm like, I can just wait for Mayfuck so I say figure starts to drop something. 
and that would be yeah. cool. So I am a mm-hmm. member. Uh, no, it, I don't know if that's snobbery. You've got your toy preferences, and like being, you know, better engineered and slightly more expensive is like a reasonable sort of set of metrics. The like, thing is, I don't think that's. I, we're, I'm going. We're, well, I'm going off on a tangent. Marvel Legends aren't cheap anymore, and that's especially right. with you with like the Canadian currency and everything. I bet it's like <laughs> mental. Uh, when when you said Canadian currency, I felt like a pang of like pain in my heart, where I, I just spent so much money on shipping for Reggie stuff, like an insane amount of money on shipping, and I'm like, oh yes, my pitiful Canadian dollar. Sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to like. <laughs> no, it's it's the economy, it's the world we live in, it and uh, yeah, I just have to like times numbers by two in my head, where I'm like, oh yes, that's not actually. You know, a hundred and sixty dollars American. That's that's more like two hundred and eighty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I can't do dollars because the exchange rate's not good enough. <laughs> but hey, I'm like, mm. like though. Uh, I love yen. I always exchange with yen because I always feel like I'm making mm. a steal. Is the is the British pound in a bit of a downturn right oh, now? The British, just England in general, is going through a crisis. Obviously, our Queen's died, we've got a Prime Minister, don't know what... Yeah, I'm not getting into it, but yeah. We're... We don't know where we're Well, hopefully it means a whole new brand of punk music gets invented, because that's what happened the last time uh, y'all hit economic hard times, right? I guess so. I'm trying to think what (laughs) happened last recession, but we got a few, like, indie bands, I guess. <laughs> but who knows? It's yeah. <laughs> Politics in England is sad <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> let's get away from that. Um All right. Yeah, let's it, keep it light and whimsical. Yeah, the next question. I know I wanna be listening like That's <laughs> some mad conservative here saying I think the country's fine. <laughs> For that a bit too far ago. Um <laughs> Who did you have anyone help you collaborate with Reggie? Like help you with a sculpt or anything? Yes, um, I uh, I have tried to sculpt many things in my lifetime, um, and I realized with Reggie, I'm like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go all out, if I'm gonna commit financial suicide um, and make a toy. Uh, I need to entrust the sculpt to someone with proven track record and someone who I like. And so I hired my friends. Um, so uh, Bryn and Colm uh, from King Hideous Toys did the sculpt work for Reggie. So they took, you know, all of my, my mood board, my drawings and, you know, <laughs> my terrible sketches and concepts and photographs of other toys for height reference and <laughs> all oh, yeah. kinds of uh, all kinds of materials and we're able to turn it into what Reggie is today. And, uh, oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that I decided to work with them and that I had the like clarity of vision to be like, I'm not good enough to make like the thing in my head r- real with my own two hands. So I need to outsource it. Um, and then, uh, the wax and jointing work was done by science patrols was done by Corey, um, yep. and then he's pulled in the, uh, Mariyama factory in Japan. 
So. Oh, so he is straight up a Sufubi, like traditional, mm-hmm. done, pulled from Japan and everything. Yeah, and got some I... big names there, like Science Patrol. It's not a little, a little person helping you out. You've got some some A listers helping you get this toy <laughs> made. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was very fortunate um, that the podcast led to meeting a lot of interesting people and talking to a lot of interesting people so that when I approached them with stuff, they were like willing to work with me. Um, yeah. So that was, that was nice. And like the project, yeah, that could Reggie couldn't be what he is today without, you know, the Brins and Colms of the world without the Corys of the world. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, it, <laughs> I paid, yeah. I paid the right people. <laughs> well, that's, that's what it's all about. <laughs> No, he, mm. like I said, I've got him here, and yeah, he's definitely worth it. And he's such good quality. Like, the final feels amazing, feels mm-hmm. tough. Yeah, I've seen some photos yeah. from inside um, Mariama, and I I don't know if the toys that are in that factory are all from people's molds that they've pulled, um, like that's, that's sort of like a leap, right. To assume that everything on the wall is like stuff that they've pulled, but like, if it is, it's like, they're pulling for all the greats. So it yeah. feels, oh. feels good to have like my toy come from a factory that's, um, you know, well, well respected and kind of oh, a, a player in the scene. And yeah. That is amazing. So I have to ask, where does the quote of Wheel of Reggie come from? Because it's <laughs> everywhere. It's like, I think I saw that before I saw the Safubi piece. Already. Oh, you definitely did. Um, and that was by design. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> We Love Reggie is Reggie's catchphrase. Um, and We Love Reggie was born out of circumstance. So, I never wanted to, to make any promises with my toy that I couldn't keep. I never wanted to show anything too early and have, like, people lose interest. Because um, I had, like, pre-production photos and, like, um, you know, photos of the wax and photos of the test pull. And, like, yeah. I had a lot of stuff. But I didn't want to show anyone that stuff because if there was a delay, I didn't want someone to be really excited. And then a bunch of time elapses. And by the time it's actually here you know, they're no longer excited. So I just started brainwashing everyone. (laughs) I just started brainwashing everyone by saying, we love Reggie. So anytime on my social media that I'd take a picture of my lunch, I would put, we love Reggie on it. Every time I, you know, share a story, we love Reggie was in there someone or somewhere. So yeah, I was trying to just like force it into everybody's mind so that subconsciously yeah subconsciously they love reggie if i made the slogan we hate reggie that that would have been a terrible ad campaign but we love reggie permeated and it kind of became this catchphrase that's like like if if someone now posts a photo of their reggie i'm i'm now obligated to type in the comments we love reggie it's also an easy out right because i don't have to be too specific with my comments you know i don't need to do a critique of someone's photo and graciously thank them we love reggie is the code word and they know that i'm appreciative of their (laughs) of their picture so sounds like some inception stuff to me just sneaking it in I think maybe I'm, like, retconning the truth a little bit. I think it was more out of, like, frustration that I didn't have Reggie in hand and didn't have anything to show, so I had to just say or do something. Um, And, like, not that anybody would know from, like, the final result of this and the toy now being out, but, like, I did hit a pretty big snag and have a pretty decent delay, so, like, I'm very Mm -hmm. grateful that, like, 
I didn't show any of my cards because I think that's, yeah, one of the things with Reggie I wanted to do was learn from others' mistakes. And there's people who had shown things too early, had delays, and then like yeah. the sort of steam dies down for whatever it is. So, or the the products never even produced. Yeah, so you're like that promising yeah. stuff and it never comes. But going back to what you said, so how long did it take for like the idea of Reggie? to the production of Reggie? Like how many years or months or days? Um, I think uh, Reggie, Reggie's sculpt had started to be worked on um, right uh, maybe a, two or three months before the pandemic kicked off um, um, is when, when work started on him. And then we were trying to trying to get the sculpt done in time for my trip to Japan that never happened because um, of Cove Cove and the soft apocalypse. So um, then a decent amount of time elapsed because, um, you know, the whole COVID thing made everybody's lives a lot more complicated than they previously had been. So the sculpt for Reggie took a lot longer than we had initially wanted, but it, it wasn't, it was kind of like a, you know, work on it at your leisure. Like, I don't want you to feel like stressed. Like everything sucks right now. Just like, we'll, we'll chip away at it. We'll get it done. Like, don't, don't even worry about it. Don't even trip dog. It's fine. Um, and so <laughs> once that was done, uh, I think Corey, Corey was a lot faster than I thought he'd be because from yeah. talking to all the makers I had talked to, it sounded like it takes about a year from the time you're maybe a little less, but about a year from the time your toy, you know, gets to, gets to Japan and they've got to make their wax, like, because the wait list is <clears throat> so long. Um, but yeah, Reggie didn't take a full year, which was nice. Reggie took much less than that. I think he was six or seven months. Oh, he was wow. ready to go. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's one of those things with the toy making thing. There's a lot of like hurry up and wait. So it's like, you you reach these milestones and then you're like okay time to time to sit around for a few months and yeah. wait to see what comes next, um, but yeah working with Corey was great and has been pretty darn painless so. Now that sounds cool. So, five star review for Corey, then. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. So the big question, and this is kind of I expect what everyone's wondering: what's next for you and Reggie? Ooh, um, people can definitely expect new and exciting colorways, wow. <laughs> different colors of soft vinyl. Um, yeah, I think it. this is another one of those moments where it's like, I don't want to promise things and then not deliver. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, currently waiting on the next batch, um, which will have different colors that he is pulled in. Um, I'd like to brush up on my painting skills and get better at that. Um, I'd like to do you know, more rubs for the masks, like cramming some black oh, in the nooks awesome. and the crannies. And yeah, um, more fun out. Reggie stuff is, is sort of the strat and the plan. And yeah, but also, yeah, at the same time, not saying too much because yeah, I don't want to let anybody down. <laughs> but Halloween is just around the corner. Wouldn't it be great to have a special Halloween Reggie? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? This this is why you're being interviewed is for Halloween, because Reggie is the perfect Halloween toy. So, he's if a there was ever a chance to drop, yeah, if there was ever a chance to drop any more 
Reggie Goodness, I think Halloween's. That's his season. Not a bad time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while we're talking about Halloween, favorite Halloween snack. Oh, um, like like candies they're handing out. Um, yeah. Uh, I like dots. <laughs> dots are a pretty lot great. Of dots. Uh, they're little gumdrops, like little gummy candies that are made by the Tootsie Candy Company. Do you know Tootsie Pops? Mm-hmm. I've heard of Tootsie Pops, but we don't have them here. Okay, it's it's probably yeah like a painfully American thing. Um, but yeah, Tootsies are like these logs that like <laughs> they're just like a log of weird chocolatey toffee goo, and like at a glance, totally look like a dog turd. Um, but they are like a Halloween staple and everybody loves Tootsie. And so these little Tootsie, Tootsie things are everywhere, but they, the company also produces dots and dots are, yeah, little gumdrops in a little yellow box. And Mm. I think they come mixed in with the party pack of Tootsie products and are they sugary? Yeah, they're, um, they're like a jube jube. I don't know what jube jube is. Oh my goodness. There's a whole world of candy waiting for you out there, there somewhere. This is the thing. Like, I feel like we're getting more American sweet shops and stuff. So it's like, oh, more bits and bars. But yeah, I don't know anything you've just said. <laughs> I just said a bunch so, of nonsense words. I could have great. made all that up. You would yeah, have no idea. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> now we kind of stick to like Mars bars. <laughs> like, right. Like Mars bars are pretty good. Uh, I guess, I guess a dot is like imagine like a Turkish delight without the the chocolate on the outside, and it's just like a gooey thing. Turkish delight. It's one of my favorites. I don't know if it's necessarily that same flavor, but like texturally and sweetnessy, it's like that. And I think the black jujubes are like licorice flavored, and then all of the other ones are air quotes like fruit flavored. Yeah. So like the red ones are probably supposed to be cherry, I guess. Oh, I get that, yeah. But it's mm-hmm. really just sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, they sound cool. Yeah, I do love... Halloween is probably one of my favorite times, especially with the kids. Uh, are you planning to do anything for Halloween? Uh, I currently don't have a plan. Um, I I'm totally... I'm totally cool with just being the dude watching a movie at home and answering the door and handing out candy when kids come around. Um, I don't, as much as I love Halloween, like as a grown up, I don't really dress up all that often. Um, like yeah. I don't have like a secret, like, like a Batman, uh, like changing station where I like open the like <laughs> sliding door and there's just like a Halloween costume ready. I wish I was that prepared, but I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. I'm I'm just cool chilling and handing out candy to kids and hanging out. Yeah, that's cool. I like that's pretty much same. Like we do our little run around the the neighborhood. Um, me and the kids do, but then when we get back, I do sneak on some some spookier movies. Not too scary because kids get freaked out. I did try Lost Boys once. Was Lost Boys too much? Yeah. Too much. I thought it'd be okay. I forgot all about the sex scene. Right. The little sister. Yeah, and your your kid's just like, I really want to learn how to play the saxophone. And it's like, that's (laughs) your takeaway? It was saxophone guy? (laughs) But yeah, Lost Boys I tried. But my son, he loves spooky films. Like, well, spooky. Like, he loves uh, Gremlins. Mm. Yeah, the old 90s 
Goosebumps show. Oh, hell yeah. That is a fine um, piece of, I believe, Canadian media. I loved it. I, I was so amazed when I saw Ryan Gosling in one episode. Is it? I think I think Goosebumps was Canadian, and I think Are You Afraid of the Dark was also Canadian. I've never watched Are You Afraid of the Dark. I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. It's pretty much the same thing. Just like yeah, yeah. little little uh, short stories of 90s-ass kids getting 90s-ass scared. <laughs> you know, like, some of it's cool. And it's a lot scarier than I remember. That kind of stuff. Say it's like for kids. Mm-hmm. Air quotes. But yeah. So, where can people find you? Like, if people want a Reggie, if they want to check you out, see what, check your podcast out, check your toys out, see what you're doing, where can we find you? Uh, you can go to www.weloveregie.com. Uh, that is going to have all the links to all the things. Um, there's a link there to the podcast, Good Morning Toy World. Uh, there's links to the Reggie Discord server. So there's a Reggie-specific Discord server. And with that, um, I've been sort of using it to, um, like, I was, like I was saying, like never announcing things too early and only sort of showing yeah. things when I have them in hand. With the Discord server, I'm typically showing Reggie stuff a day early on there. So once I get the new shipment and I crack those boxes open, the photos will show up on the discord first. Cause I kind of just want to, oh, you know, reward the diehard fans who are super excited about Reggie and show them stuff that, you know, give them a sneak peek before I go, go run in my mouth on Instagram with it. And then mm-hmm. same with, uh, lotteries for purchasing, purchasing Reggie. So we do a lotto system where you enter. Yeah. And then, uh, if you win, I then send you a bill cause your <laughs> reward for winning is buying a toy <laughs> is to, uh, <laughs> to spend money. Congratulations. Spend your money. Um, but yeah, if you want to enter the lottos, uh, all of the information for those is available through the discord again, a day early. So I kind of give the discord people a little heads up before I'm sharing it on Instagram. And awesome. I've only done the, the first release of Reggie, but that went really smoothly and I really liked the lottery system and I think I'll do it the same dang way each and every time. Now that's cool. Um, lottery is quite a unique thing I find for like Sifubi. Mm-hmm. Like uh, distribution, like I was trying to explain it to my partner when I vented uh, Safubi lorries before, and she's like, "So, when you say you've won, does that mean there's no no? I have to now pay for it." And you can just see her face, like, "What? Why yeah. would you enter a competition to then pay?" But it makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> it's like, no, it's so I can buy something which <laughs> someone else might want. <laughs> yeah, it's because there's you know. Hundreds of people who want it, but there's only 30 of them. Yeah. Do yeah. you have you ever shared the number for re- the first release of Reggie? Like how, how many, many exist? Because mm. someone yeah. did ask me once, and I was like, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I don't think I have publicly shared that, but I can. Um, Reggie version one, which was the black body, skull mask, devil mask. That was Reggie V1. Uh, I did a run of 50, 5 zero. Oh, wow. So he is very limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for the people who like that kind of thing. That's quite, it's quite interesting. Yeah. And my next run might be a little bit smaller. Um, 
I kind of I kind of figured with the first release that like the most people would be excited about it who were like non-toy people, like friends and family sort of thing. Yeah. Um that makes sense. so I figured the first version would kind of have the most um you know, the most uh, excitement around it. So um, that was how many I decided to do for it. And then that went well. And so my next run, I had pared down a little bit smaller, which um, maybe maybe I'm mildly regretting since like the first one went so well, but I'm yeah. kind of kind of trying to temper my expectations and I don't want to like expect that I'll sell out every run. And so this one's a little bit smaller so that I hopefully do sell out and I, you know, I'm keeping putting Reggie's out into the world and then I can ramp back up into maybe like in a perfect world, fingers crossed. It would be so wonderful if I could do runs like that every single time. So we'll see. We'll see if I become a legitimate toy artist and quit my day job. I've seen people who I didn't know would be connected to you showing Reggie on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen some people who I know through you, like uh, DC, Desi, mm-hmm. or CZ, whatever his name is at the moment, uh, Sam Up and stuff like that. And obviously, they, I expected them to kind of be showing it, but then other people who I didn't know would be inclined to know you and anything. Having them just mm-hmm. shows how much reach it's had how much yeah it's it's kind of nice too that that reggie's yeah sort of building this audience that's kind of outside of my other projects as well like yeah Yeah. people who you know know nothing of my podcast or my old youtube videos or any of the stuff that i've done that reggie has kind of got that yeah ubiquitous quality nostalgic quality that like yeah yeah, people outside of my own sphere like brand new people who i have never met nor heard of or chatted with um want him so like that's or or have that's him cool. like won the lotto which is like yeah that's cool it's cool to see it do the thing that i want it to do and like fingers crossed it may continue to do that thing oh uh, i hope so because like like if you've listened to the first episode where we talked about veggie me and emma was big fans like we loved we loved everything about we loved school we loved how expression it can be we love the simplicity of him as well. We are big fans of Reggie. He, he's, yeah. Um, we've had quite a lot. He's been mentioned when I've seen people in public who listen to the show. He's the toy people he's mentioned to me. Hell I think yeah. It's cause, <laughs> That's which great. is cool. Especially with like, he's got a cool name as well, Reggie. Reggie's good. Cool name. So Where did Reggie so come familiar. from? Oh, um... I am a huge fan of Phantasm. Uh, oh, yeah. Phantasm is one of my favorite horror films. Um, I I love it. I love all the sequels. I love the good and the bad. Warts and all, uh, Phantasm is just one of my favorites. And the main character, or at least in my opinion, the main character, the most important character, is the ice cream vendor, whose name is Reggie Bannister. And... Reggie Bannister is played by an actor named Reggie Bannister, which is also fantastic that he's <laughs> essentially playing himself. Uh, but yeah, so Reggie, Reggie was always a name that I really liked. Um, like I think on my, uh, my DS when I was a kid playing Dogs, I think I named my Shiba Inu Reggie. Uh, <laughs> but now as a grown ass man making toys, uh, I've named my toy Reggie. 
you know, our Isuzu is cool name. I do dig it. Um, if one last question, mm-hmm. where did the other mask come from? The uh, like d- devil head, because the original uh, one's skull, which is very yeah. Halloween, and then you have kind of like the devil face. Reminds me a lot of uh, one of the kids from Nightmare Before Christmas, the Red Devil. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of gives um, me that vibe. What, what were they called? Lock, lock, shock, and barrel, or something? Oh, I couldn't tell you the top of my head. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is familiar or uh, similar to that. Yeah, it's it's kind of just meant to be um, like the, yeah, those classic vacuform masks, and so like yeah. that devil design came from like me doing. Um, you know, like newspaper clipping, um, magazine clipping, sort of mood boarding for the, the, the mask design and finding those sort of vintage 50s devil masks and drawings. And that was kind of the inspo for that. Just another spooky Halloween mask that you could swap out. No, it's cool. Like, I love it. I love, because like you said earlier, Sufubi toys don't generally have gimmicks. They might have like glow-in-the-dark or swappable, I guess swappable hands somehow, especially real head and that. They have, like, their hand accessories, weapon accessories and that. But most of Fubi is just kind of like, that's what you're getting. Mm-hmm. It's the paint or the style, but that's what you're getting. Well, with Reggie, you can change his complete look up. Like, you could have two Reggies, same colorway, right next to each other, and just that mass swap just creates two separate figures. Mm-hmm. And that was Which also, again, another thing where I'm like always trying to never reveal too much is um, some people like knew, obviously anybody who was involved in the project knew about the devil mask as well, but the collectors and the fans and the people who are getting excited to, to enter the Reggie Lotto, I didn't show the devil mask at all. No, That was a complete secret because I wanted like the person who gets it to open it up and be like, oh my God, the thing I want and more things that are cool to go with the oh, thing that cool. I want. And so that was very much by design was like not showing the alternate mask to just, yeah, to, to have that surprise when you open it up. Like this thing exceeded my expectations by having extra stiff, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes perfect yeah. sense as well. Because the first time I saw the other mask was, uh, it might have been Maury. He posted a picture on his Insta, with, and he had the green devil mm-hmm. mask on. And I was like, oh, shit, is that a different... That another figure pepper's secretly pulling out? Where can I get the green one? But now, mm-hmm. obviously, it all makes sense. It's all coming together. It's all coming yeah. up, Reggie. Yeah, and you know what? It's worth it. I also like the oversized hands. I don't think I've ever mentioned that. I like his big, grippy hands. Mm-hmm. Why three fingers, though? Uh, the cartoon aesthetic, it's just pleasing to look at and yeah, totally the same reason why the Simpsons did it. It's easy to draw (laughs) it. It looks smooth and something about having a pinky when it comes to, yeah, like animation or drawing or design, it it almost makes it too real, you know? But no, it's cool. It's been really interesting. I've really enjoyed chatting with you, learning a lot about Reggie. I think this is our second ever conversation. I think we spoke once during the live stream, so that was cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice to be here. It was nice to know that after we're done recording, I don't have to edit this. This is someone else's problem now. 
Oh yeah, I'll figure it out. I just, I'm so lazy that I will just put your voice next to my voice, make sure it lines up in the space, and I'll just slip my music in and I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you've got a good system. Uh, it seems to be work. Well, except for this morning, it seems to be working. So, Papa Logan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. It's been a been a pleasure chatting to you um make sure everyone if you're not to check out pepper and tony's podcast called good morning toy world good morning <laughs> toy world it's a lot of fun they talk about toys they talk about farts they talk about teas they talk about movies they talk about anything they want to talk about and it's it's, it's worth it listening. is unhinged nonsense so yeah, it's fun and then I I look I still to this day always put on if I'm leaving the house. It's kind of my like bus podcast. I need to get the bus. I'm gonna listen to them and just switch off for five. I love hell it. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it was it was nice. It was a good time. I'm glad uh, we got to sit down and do this, and I'm like thrilled that I get to be, uh, you know, your Halloween extravaganza episode yeah. or whatever it ends up being yeah well that's the plan and you're also our first guest like officially our that's, first guest which that's is pretty great. iconic like we made sure it was you as well like i kind of was like we've had a few people pop on i was like nope we've got we got people booked we'll get to you <laughs> um you're it's official you're an official podcast now you've got people booked you've got a queue you're doing queue. it it's it's been fun it's the reception's been nice to say like how much me and Emma are just chatting, just shit. It's been nice, the reception, which is good. Uh, and it's nice to show everyone some cool toys, which I like. I like mm-hmm. kind of being, being part of the community to go and look at this cool stuff. That's yeah, you're doing favorite. a public service. Yes, we are. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for coming on. It's been an honor. I've really enjoyed this. I can't wait to listen back to it while I'm editing. It's, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And to everyone who's who's also enjoyed and listened to the show, make sure to go and check Pepper out on his Instagram on www.weloveregie.com. It's .com, baby. .com. Um, and go on links, check his stuff out, join the Discord. Do all that stuff. Uh, and, yeah, check us out if you haven't. We're on Instagram, T underscore N underscore toys. With a Z because we're cool. Um, yeah, check us all out. Check everyone out. Check everything out. I feel like doing a Rick and Morty thing. Like, we're going to 100 <laughs> seasons. Come on, forever. A, th- a thousand years, tea's, tea and toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so check us. I'm still landing about checking us. Just check us out. Check us out. I'm really bad at ending the show, if you know, even though I'm noticed. I'm normally like, yeah, I'm going to be like, <laughs> no, you're, so thank no, you're you. doing I'll great. It's fine. it's fine. And I'll be like, yeah, bye. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> thanks again for having me anytime man Um, so yeah till next time bye bye